0: Should you trust the media? Find out on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by SEM Rush. Started in 2008 with one mission, to make online competition fair and transparent with equal opportunities for all. To find out how SEM Rush can help you compete with the big boys, go to servnomaster.com backslash SEM today.
1: Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss, and start living your retirement dreams now, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host.
0: Lately politics in America have gotten a little bit intense. And as you know, I never like to talk about politics directly. But what I do want to talk about is something that's come up lately. You know, there's been lots of talk. Everyone's accusing everyone of fake news. Everyone's accusing everyone of hypocrisy. But what I really want to focus on is more about where do we get our messaging and what are we let into our houses? Every time we accept a piece of entertainment, there are things that come along with it and there are hidden messages and things below it. And more and more, as I watch modern television, I see trends that I'm not so sure I want to let into my home. For example, it's very rare to see like a primetime sitcom where the dad isn't a bit of a bumbling idiot. That seems to be like the standard dad character right now. If you remember, The Simpsons, when it first started out, it was all about Bart, it was all about the son being kind of a bit of a bad boy. And then it shifted into the dad being an idiot. And it was funny. I watched it a long, can't believe the show's still on, but more and more that becomes one of the central themes of a lot of TV shows. You may notice I very rarely watch sitcoms. I mostly watch finance shows and shows about investment and documentaries. And part of it is because I don't want to bring that stuff into my home. I don't want to bring in that type of messaging especially now that I'm a dad, I'm more aware of that. I pay more attention. I think as you're when you're a kid, it's kind of funny, the idea of your dad being a bubbling idiot, but when you're a dad, you're like, hey man, your dad's tough. Being a mom is tough too, but I don't know what that's like because I just know what it's like to be a dad because I'm the dad. But now we're seeing more and more messaging and movies and television shows are getting more and more political and actors are getting on TV and getting on Twitter because now they communicate with the world and saying all these political things. And one thing that I don't like is massive amounts of hypocrisy, and I don't trust people that are big hypocrites. I don't talk a lot about immigration, it's a dumb topic, and I'm an immigrant in another country. But every two months, I have to go to the immigration office here, fill out new forms, and pay an extension form. So I'm constantly dealing with immigration in the country I live in. But I see all of these people speaking more and more, and giving political opinions, and People listen, to them and the question is: Should we trust and should we listen to people who work for the media? Are they saying things that are consistent? Are these people we should trust? And I find it fascinating because most actors and most writers, most people in this profession, are a combination of low IQ and high income. There are very, very, very few smart actors. There are very same for writers, same for directors. A huge amount of their business is luck, who you know. The factors that come into place, and so what's interesting is what happens when you combine a group of people with low IQ and high money. That's why all the weird religions are really big amongst actors. And again, I don't want to go too far down that path, but I find it very interesting because acting as a profession has changed. It used to be considered the lowest profession in the world. Actors used to be one step above prostitutes. They often used to be prostitutes as well to make ends meet, and they used to be thought of as garbage. So it's interesting to me that a profession has done so good with its PR campaign to go from being the lowest profession to be a profession that many, many, many people aspire to. I find it fascinating, and this has led me to think about, because there's all these political opinions, because movies have started to send messages that I don't like into my home, that I want to talk to about it a little bit. And the thing is, when we let messages into our lives, it affects our behavior. We used to say that art reflects life. And a lot of media, a lot of movies have been created that are designed to show slices of real life or designed to show a real aspects of life. But more and more, because movies have so much money, they've shifted into trying to alter life. And so they want to use media not to show what life is like, but to force us to change how we think about life. And it leads to indoctrination. And that's something very different. See, TV becomes many people's primary form of socialization. The way children form our perspectives of life, of parenting, of relationships, of dating, comes from television more and more than parents, because most children spend more time watching TV than they do with their parents. This is the problem with a shift in culture in the last 50 years. And if you watch, most problems in our society started off With this shift, as children watch more and more television, their distance between our parents have grown, and we begin to act more like we see on television. I can tell you that many of my dating problems in earlier life were because I was repeating stuff I saw on television. Television is designed to entertain, but our brain can't separate the difference. So our brains repeat what we see, even though we know it was supposed to be funny, our brain isn't trained that way to separate entertainment from reality in our memories. So we begin to reenact sitcoms all the time, especially where you reenact scenes from movies and our brains begin to think, oh, this is how you're supposed to act or this is normal. And it starts to affect your behavior. And the point here is that bad culture leads to bad business. And people who learn and think business comes from media and more and more media affects them. It affects their decisions, their business decisions, their life decisions, how they approach money. This is why more and more people just want to be rich. And you say, why? And they say, I just want a lot of stuff. Desire to own stuff comes totally from media. It comes from watching videos of really rich people. Oh, I'd love that stuff. Hey, look, I get it. I'm not against being rich. You know that I'm not against owning a lot of stuff. That's fine by me. But it's important to understand where our ideas are coming from and are they original. When I was younger, before I started fully working for myself, after I got my master's, I began teaching on an MBA course. Of course, I was horribly underqualified for it. But the place I was teaching for was, let's just say, a little bit of a sketchy institution with a good name. And as I was teaching there on this MBA course, I had all of these students, about 30 or 40 students, who all wanted to run businesses. And I go, I don't know if they were running a business, but I do have a bunch of friends who are millionaires and who have started their own businesses or who run really big businesses. So I started to bring in guests who were all millionaires and were all running large businesses. And they would come in and they would give a talk to the classroom. And these are people who never give talks a lot of people are very private, but because of my relationship, because my networking skills, I had something very valuable and I would bring them in uh, to teach a message to the class. And oftentimes they wouldn't get it. In fact, they almost never understood what the teacher was talking about because they were so unused to real messaging. Most education, as you know, is about indoctrination is about teaching you to be an employee. And even on MBA courses, most people get an MBA course and then they go back to middle management. MBA courses don't teach you how to be the CEO, do they? If you think about it, how many people take an MBA course and go back and be the CEO? Less than 1%. So these students, when they encountered a difference in a messaging, when they encountered someone that says, hey, you don't have to wait 40 years to be successful. That's when I saw something very interesting. They're so used to people who teach. And unfortunately, the problem with a lot of teachers, and especially in this field, is that... They don't know how to do it. They don't actually know how to start a business. They simply know how to teach. And I was the same thing. The only difference is that I couldn't just teach from the book because I didn't have the heart to be a hypocrite. I said, if I'm going to teach on the course, which I'm horribly qualified for, I have to bring in something. I have to bring in people that actually know what they're doing. I have to use real knowledge. And one of the classes was taught by a friend of a friend of mine who was making money online and talked all about how arbitrage worked, how you can make money online. And I go, "Whoa, I got to start doing that. And that's why I started really going into online marketing and the business I'm in now, because of a talk someone gave where I was the teacher. And afterwards, you know, you let the students ask questions. And even then the speaker leaves and I let them ask more questions. And I noticed, and it kind of blew my mind at first, that none of the students understand what the person was talking about, no matter what I had them in teaching about. They didn't get it. And I brought in probably a dozen people who would be so lucky for you to get a talk from them. And they didn't get it over and over and over again. They were looking for something to match what they're used to. Their other teachers, of course, all the other teachers on the course, of course, were equally unqualified. And we get our messaging again from these people. Like, should you be learning from someone who knows how to teach about business or someone who's actually built the business? What I know now... Compared to what I knew back then are totally different. I now am totally qualified to teach on that course. So I've been running a business for eight years. I've become quite successful. But I, for me to go back and want to work for a university full-time, not in a million years, that's the real problem is that people who are qualified don't want to go back and do it. Because the education system is a nightmare. Dealing with the level of bureaucracy, the only place with worse bureaucracy than education is the government. Every time you teach a class, if there's a student who doesn't get it or if it's too advanced, they can go complain and then you have to deal with administration and you end up dealing with complaints all the time because you have to somehow satisfy everyone in the room. And more and more that stuff is getting more complicated and it's a whole nightmare. Why would someone who's super successful want to put up with that? That's why super successful people, you can get them to come and give a talk at night, but getting them to speak to a class is very, very hard because they know they got to deal with a whole lot more garbage. If you're speaking to a class, then you have to follow all these rules. They'll tell you things you can talk and things you can't talk about. They kind of create all these restrictions and you can't provide good information. You can no longer teach people about the real world. There's this new shift in education, which I'm sure you've heard about, about private spaces or safe spaces, and you can't say things that hurt people's feelings. Like you can't tell a classroom that most of them are gonna run into tough stuff when they graduate. Like, hey, finding a job when you graduate is hard. You're not allowed to say that because it might make them feel like low self-esteem or something. So you're not allowed to say things that are real, even though they're true. Things I say to you like most college graduates don't get great jobs, I know this because I didn't. I know this because then when I went and started dealing with that department that's supposed to help you get a job, all they do is give you a list and say, good luck. They don't actually help you. When I encountered that and talked to other alumni, that's when I realized that's the reality. But you're not allowed to tell people that in case it hurts their feelings. So there's this new battle in education between reality and emotion something I find very uninteresting. I don't care about emotion. I only care about giving you information to help you have a better life. That's my core value. And that's why I eventually had to leave the education system after 10 years. So when you're watching education, when you're going through school, when you're watching entertainment, it becomes the same thing in your mind. I know we're kind of weaving a little bit, but the core message here is that entertainment always has a message. Whatever you're watching, there's a message embedded within it. With education, the message is often no one wants to hurt your feelings. Nothing bad will ever happen. You should be a drone, a nice, warm, safe drone in middle management or below. As we go through college, it's really more and more of the messaging. Now, modern colleges have shifted into no one's allowed to say anything that will offend you. No one's allowed to say anything that's scary. And that life when you graduate is going to be so easy. And the reason colleges have shifted into this messaging is because they're a business and they will do whatever it takes to get the most students. It's not about preparing you for life anymore because life isn't like that. Get your first job. I tell you my first job was a rude awakening when you discover, hey, guess what? You're lucky they pay you. They don't need you. There are a thousand other college graduates equally qualified. You sneeze, we can fire you. You show up 10 minutes late, we can replace you. That's such a rude awakening. But by the time you realize that you're out of college, you've been out for three months, and guess what? You got a student loan, you gotta start paying off in the next year. This is yet another reason why we gotta think about the messing we let our lives, think about education. Entertainment always has a message. This is the core lesson I want you to think about today. Now look, whether you're on the right or the left, I don't care. I don't care about your politics at all. But be aware that what your children watch, what you watch, Will often be designed to alter your politics. If you're on the left, there are shows meant to give you messages from the right. If you're on the right, shows to give you messages on the left. There are shows meant to change a lot of our political opinions. There are shows that I had to start watching because they're pushing more and more things that I'm very uncomfortable with. There are shows right now that are trying to normalize child abuse, and that is never okay for me. I won't ever talk about politics, but my view on hurting children is a cross I'll die on. If everyone wants to stop listening to me because I have a problem with molesting children, then you're more than welcome to. Because that's one thing that I won't change. That's one view that I'll be firm on. And it really bothers me when I watch more and more shows slipping in little messages that are leading down that path. So there's a couple of shows recently I had to stop watching because I can see what they're doing. I can see the path they're going down. They're trying to normalize sexuality for children, which is step one in a process of then saying children are allowed to make sexual decisions. That's exactly what they're doing. And it really bothers me. So there are certain shows that I have to stop watching because that's the path they're going down. And it makes me very, very uncomfortable. And I'll do whatever it takes to protect my two children. I've already had to deal with someone trying to hurt my daughter in the worst way you can imagine. I've already been down that path and I'm not going down it again. One of the reasons we had to move across the country where I live right now was to ensure her safety, to ensure that she would be very far away and the person who wanted to hurt her couldn't find her. So not only do I speak from a moral position, I speak from real experience. So I have a problem with certain things and I see this indoctrination in media and it bothers me. So think about the messages and what you're watching and what your children are watching and what you watch. The reason most people fail, the reason when we talked about this yesterday is how people don't believe in themselves or we think things don't work out is because we learn messaging that is inconsistent with my messaging. Most of what the media tells you is very inconsistent when I teach. The media tells you it's hard to be successful that it's hard out there to work on your own That dads who try to start their own businesses struggle that moms who try to start their own businesses it only works if they're single moms messaging is getting really weird but it's very hard to get messaging out there to hard to watch a television show that says hey guess what you can succeed if you start your own business hey guess what you can make five thousand dollars a month in less than three months It sounds unbelievable because the way we've been taught and the process we've been taught isn't real. And the other problem with messaging is that we believe that if you can make big money, it's only through no work. The fastest way to make money online is, as you know, I've talked about over and over again, is to take jobs, writing, writing articles, writing blog posts, writing copy for other people. In 90 days, you can make a pretty good living. Okay, 90 days, you can make more than 80% of the US population. You can make more than most teachers and most garbage collectors and most police officers. Most of those people start out at $36,000 a year. So if we can break $3,000 a month with writing projects, you're immediately making more than many, many professions. But people don't believe it. People don't take action because we think, no, if we're going to really succeed, it has to be a button because media has told us, entertainment has told us, we don't have to work hard. Because you watch television shows, no one ever goes to the bathroom. No one ever works hard. No one ever struggles at work. That stuff is never shown because it's not entertaining. And our brains start to absorb this messaging that sends us down the wrong path and there's some really good examples of this especially when i grew up all of the cartoons when i grew up were messaging those anti-russian propaganda pretty significant if you watch a gi joe episode of the original cartoon show from when i was a child almost all of the bad guys have russian accents and they have names like the baron and the baroness they have very obvious Russian names. All of the coloration is always red. America's blue, bad guys are red, even though our flag has red on it as well. Same thing for the original Transformers. You start to watch the way the messaging works. Transformers are for freedom. The bad guys, the Decepticons, because they're for deception and they're for communism. They're for Russianism. Lots and lots of shows had different ways of slipping in, whether it was through Russian accents or Russian names or little bits of language to turn a generation, my generation, to Russians. I grew up hating the Russians and not from anything my parents ever said to me. My parents didn't have a very strong anti-Russian message. We didn't have anti-Russian propaganda in the house, but I grew up hating the Russians. And that came from television. That came from a childhood indoctrination. We absorb things and we absorb messaging as children. And nowadays, more and more children's shows are really weird. They're showing a lot of stuff that I'm uncomfortable with. So my children tend to watch cartoon shows from 20 or 30 years ago have them watching older shows because a lot of the newer shows are trying to send messages that I'm not comfortable with. Sesame Street has shifted and very little education comes out of that show anymore. Everything they teach is about multiculturalism, but they never teach the kids how to read anymore. I don't care what color the person teach my kid to read is, I really don't. But I would like them to actually include the part about teaching them to read. So a lot of these TV shows that we used to be really great, they've moved away and they're teaching things that don't help. For me, the only thing I want my children to learn in education is things that will help them be more successful in business. Anything else to me is irrelevant and a waste of time. The purpose of education is to help you make more money. The idea of education and teaching civic responsibility or how to be a better citizen is stupid because it doesn't work and it's never it never worked. I don't know anyone who became a better citizen because of school. And I know a lot of people that are out there trying to make the world a better place, whether they're social workers or they're volunteers or they're working for NGOs. There are a lot of people out there that want to make a better place and none of them has ever said, I decided I want to help the world because I took a civics class when I was 11 years old. Making the world a better place is fine. There are plenty of ways to do it. It's not the purpose of education to put it there. And even if it is, that's a very small part of what education does anyway. So when people say that's part of what education is doing, it's just a lie, it's not true. Education never affected my sense of civic responsibility. The only time it did was when I had to start volunteering to improve my college resume. I don't know a single kid in high school who doesn't do that stuff. Everyone in high school, we used to all help out at a soup kitchen. We used to to do all these other things, programs my school put together so that all the students could add it to our resumes. Nearly every kid who goes to my high school adds work at a soup kitchen to their resume. We go once a month. A lot of the students do it. Most of the students do it once or twice. There's always enough kids doing it to run it, but that's what's going on there. That's all we care about. Helping people feels nice, okay? But making people do it to get a better resume or to get in a better school is dumb. It doesn't work. It's not real. That's the only place in which it happens, though. At least, I guess at least some people are getting helped. But we have to think about what we're doing. And as you're deciding what to watch on television, because my message right now is competing with all of those people. And I watch them again and again. And the things they say are so dishonest. Every single celebrity talks about how they hate walls. They don't want a border wall, they want open borders. But every single one of them lives in a neighborhood with a giant wall. Every single one of them lives in a neighborhood with a security force with guns. They say they're anti-gun, they all have security guards. Watch the Oscars. There are more security guards and more walls there than any other event in America. It's more well guarded than the White House for one night. They say one thing and they do another. If you don't believe in guns, stop being in movies with guns, stop having security guards with guns. If you don't believe in walls, take the wall around your house down. Either you believe or you don't. And all I ask for is consistency. Whatever your political position is, if you're gonna say one thing, you should also live it. And they never, never, never do. Because they're all about emotion, because they're low IQ, high money, and they're totally driven by emotion, not logic. They never feel a need to be internally consistent because they go, oh, it doesn't apply to me, I mean for everyone else. And all of that messaging makes me go, okay, if that's your view, fine. If you believe that you can espouse views that you don't live, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm not going to listen to your messaging anymore. Because for me, consistency is absolutely critical. And when you're deciding what to watch and you're deciding what movies and television shows to bring into your home and into your mind, everything you watch, every movie, television show, and everything else you watch, it's competing with me. Because if you watch one TV show a day, then I'm getting equal time because each of my podcast episodes is about 24 minutes, 22 to 24 minutes. But most people watch more than that. So if you watch two hours of television a night, television gets four times more chance to affect the way you think. So it's my competition. And when I watch people who fall to the wayside, it's because of other messaging. Anyone who sticks with me hundred percent will achieve success. If you give me your time and implementation, you'll succeed. But more and more, we hear these messages about, oh, this won't work or you should do that. And before we've talked about shiny objects under we're chasing idea to idea idea. But there's also a lot of messaging which indoctrinates us as a culture. tells us that we should be servants, tells us we should do certain things and tells us we should act certain ways whether it's people on the news or politicians or actors, they all tell us certain things and almost no politician lives the way they say you should live. Almost no actor or reporter lives the way they want you to live. They almost never have any consistency. And we all, we all are at a point now we don't expect politicians to be honest anyways, but more and more other people in power feel an obligation to be very, very dishonest or use their message. And they always say, if you have a platform, you have to use it. There's this new idea that if you become successful in any arena, you have to leverage that success into expressing whatever your political message is. And so that's why television shows have more and more hidden political messages. And you can see it because sometimes it's so obvious that it seems like a child did it. Every TV show in the last six months has had the illegal immigrant episode. Every single, even the shows I watch, suddenly it's the episode of like, and I watch all these different business shows from other countries as well. It's all these episodes about immigrant inventors suddenly. And I'm like, you never cared about these people before. Suddenly you want to give a platform and act like all these people are heroes. And it's because they're trying to slip in a political message. They're saying, hey, we're on this side of that debate. And they're having all of these different episodes. And I try to watch a lot. I, 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 almost try, I always try out new shows. But once I start seeing they have all these political messages, I'm like, man, come on, just entertain me. Can it just be pure entertainment without mixing in stuff that's obvious? So at least that time, at least with all these illegal immigrant episodes, they're doing, it's like a sledgehammer. There's no subtlety. (laughs) They're trying to do something. And every time they do it and they send in these messages, they send in something a little bit inconsistent because all these episodes are almost always about someone who came here. Like, oh, my parents came here from something 20 years ago and they did this. And it's always people that came here Legally. I'm like, well, you're not even expressing the difference between illegal and legal immigration. So you're not even, it's not even a consistent message because no one is against legal immigration. So it's a false narrative that bothers me even more. It's like, Hey, at least have someone who came here illegally and did something cool. If that's what you want to push all of this messaging. And I'm sorry for getting so close to politics for dancing around it. It's not the messaging. It's the consistency that bothers me. And it's they trying to slip messages into your home. And if you don't notice it, it will affect the way you think about things. Things become more and more normalized and they enter media and they have noticed that they can make a change. People in Hollywood have noticed they can affect the way most of America thinks. If they slowly slip new ideas into television, they start to make things seem normal and they do that. They're going to do that. Why wouldn't they also mess around with the other things? The goal of people in Hollywood is to stay rich and keep you poor. They have to keep that separation. The reason I don't care about celebrities and the reason I'm not impressed by celebrities, besides the fact that I spent a long time hanging out with celebrities, traveling the world, is once you make enough money that you achieve a level of self-freedom, that you feel like you're in control of your life, that you don't feel stress anymore, the stress disappears, you no longer turn to television for comfort. I don't watch very much television because I don't need to. When I was younger, when I was feeling stressed, whenever I have a bad day at work, turning on television is great because it lets you numb your mind. It lets you kind of deactivate. And you know, there's all these studies that show when you're watching television, your brain is as inactive as when you're sleeping. So you're totally absorbing the messaging. You're almost in a hypnotic state where the television has total control over what you think. So the core message, the core lesson I want to give you today is that you absolutely need to think about everything you bring into your life. Stop listening to people that say, do as I say. Those do-as-I-say messages are all designed to turn us into drones, to force us to become part of the masses that have unsatisfying jobs and make enough money and generate enough wealth for them to do whatever they want. Actors, celebrities, politicians, they don't care about us. That's fine because I don't care about them. I only care about you because you're on my team. If you're listening to this podcast, if you read my books, if you follow me in any way, shape, or form, you're part of my tribe and I have an obligation to help you have a better life. That's my core message. I am not here to entertain you. If you're entertained by the show, that is wonderful, but it's also a total accident. My goal is to give you a better life and sometimes I have to say things that are a little tough. Today's lesson was a little bit of tough love. It's very possible that some people will stop listening because we want to enjoy our television. We don't want to think about what's coming to our homes, but unfortunately those shows, those messages, it comes into our lives and it's a distraction. It keeps you from achieving what you want, because no matter what you think, no matter what anyone tells you, with every single piece of entertainment, there's a hidden message within. And before you let actors, entertainers, writers determine how your life goes, I want you to make an active decision. And when you actively decide what you're gonna watch, when you pay attention to the hidden messages and what they're trying to slip in there, that gives you the ability to determine the course of your life. And that puts you back in control. And with that ability, you can suddenly develop the confidence, the drive, the belief that you really can achieve some amazing things, that you really can alter the course of your destiny, that you really can start to make the money that you deserve, that you really can do all the things you've always wanted to do. I want to make you limitless. And I'm tired of movies, television telling us that we can't do amazing things because you can do amazing things. And That's when you get true freedom.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank
0: you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Email your questions to podcast at servenomaster.com and your question with my answer might appear in the next episode.